0: I'm getting a spinny beach ball
1: of death over here. Hi, mystery.
2: You're on a bus riding across town and this guy next to you will not shut up about how he was abducted and taken to Venus and met the Venusians and how he's brought Venus culture back to the Earth. It must be time... For another episode (laughs) of High High Mystery! Mystery. That's right, this is the podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries of our universe. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan.
1: I'm Ariana. And I'm
2: Robert. That's Ariana, our special guest today. If you don't know her by now, you must not be that big of a fan of the show. (laughs) (laughs) She is part of our rotating cast. She is definitely the feng shui mystic. Uh if you need any of her feng shui expertise, you can check her out. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Googlable pretty soon. Her, it
1: is, it's Googleable Okay. Yeah.
2: Her website just launched mm-hmm. the other day, Feng Shui Mystic.com.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah,
2: and uh, she is definitely the expert. She feng shuied our house, and I'll tell you what, the vibes are on point. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> vibes are on point. You can
3: also uh, subscribe to her like newsletter thing on yes, Feng Shui if Mystic. If you wanna be
1: the first to know all the news and all the knowledge. Yeah.
3: You mm-hmm. can so, subscribe
1: on my website to my newsletter. I've letter.
3: subscribed. I've gotten a couple emails with some very insightful information. Nice. Awesome. Be starting a podcast
0: Right?
1: I, <laughs> I have thought about that, actually. Or, you know, just maybe look into, like, what podcasts are already out there kind of a thing. Yeah. You can partner I've with my
3: other podcast where I talk about essential oils. Right. And- exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Anything energy related is technically related to Feng Shui. So.
2: Is that podcast Oils from Tristan's Hole? Yeah. <laughs> this is the, the anointing pod- oil. But- <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast where we smoke weed. Today will be no different. Rob's already got his primed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I brought in a
0: um, Blazing Cherry High Hemp Wrap, and I filled it with what Ariana determined to be Hawaiian Punch. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I determined that by reading its energy. Like reading my mind.
2: If you recall, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to figure out what HP could possibly stand for, mm-hmm. and Ariana figured it out. <laughs> That's Hawaiian Very fast. Punch. Uh, I've also got a couple of my rollies here. They're filled with purple punch, northern lights, and tangi. Today uh, is go ahead.
0: Uh, well, we also I realized though we've had Ariana on many many times, we never actually asked her about her introduction to weed.
2: Oh yeah, it's true. First time it's ever. True.
1: My first time smoking weed. <laughs> I think I was seventeen. Okay. Yeah. I was a junior in high school, I think, and it was my best friend in high school's backyard, behind a shed in her backyard. Behind and the old. It shed. was a blunt, <laughs> and that's why I love blunts. I think this <laughs> was like my first smoke, and I just I'm very partial to blunts. Um, I did feel like I got high. I felt different. But I didn't realize, like, what being high really was until a couple times later, like, subsequent smoking. And I know that a lot of people say that in their experience. Um, But it was a good time. I remember not being able to, like, light the lighter for a while. Yeah, have you guys ever had that, like, when you're a newbie stoner, like, you always you have to have, like, somebody light the bowl for you. That was me for a while. Like,
3: I've, I've never been afraid of the flame, but I've definitely smoked with people who have. Right, like, and yeah, you are, have to, like, light are, it and for I them. Have to light it for them, yeah. Or, like, hold the, do the carb for them. They don't really understand yep. the carb. In college, I would try to
2: teach everyone the way to light a lighter, not to burn yourself, which is almost impossible to describe if you can't also see what I'm talking about. But basically... When you hold the lighter, you want to put your thumb on the striker, but you want to point the flame in towards your palm, and then that way, when you tilt it forward to yourself, it doesn't light. The flame doesn't end up underneath any of your hand.
1: So true. And so
2: you can tip it into the bowl without light or lighting your own hand on fire. And I would describe that to dudes in college ten times over, and they would still be burning themselves on the bowl and just like yeah. it, it's. It's hard to get. So it's science. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's just mechanics.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend one time who was roasting a bowl so hard that it got the lighter part like super hot. And then something happened where he got bumped and like put the lighter (gasps) on his face and he had like an L
1: like burnt in his face for like
3: a week. Lighter safety. Yes,
1: definitely. I guess I'll just say one other short story about. Beginnings of smoking weed journeys.
3: Okay.
1: I got pulled over one time with my friend, same friend who I smoked weed with a lot in backyard in <laughs> high school. And we were with someone else and he was driving and we got pulled over and turned into this big thing. I think we were still 17 at that time. So my dad had to come and pick us up. We had to call my dad to come pick us up. And when my dad gets there, the cop was really excited because he was, you know, going to try to guess in trouble. He goes over to my dad and he starts telling him, like, look at all this weed they had. He wanted <laughs> to, like, show my dad the weed in the bag. My dad looks over at the guy and he goes... I've seen weed, and he walks right past him and he comes over to us, and he's like, "Hey guys, what's up? You hungry? You want to go get some food? Let's go." And he just like was totally not like reprimanding us at all. (laughs) I'm
2: sure the the look on his face, yes,
1: the look (laughs) on the cop's face was so like flabbergasted. He really wanted us to get in trouble. And that was the furthest from what he got. <laughs>
3: exactly. And when I you're a kid, it. like, I feel like that's a big thing. Like, <coughs> oh, we're going to tell your parents. Your parents are going to find out. That's, like, big trouble right there. And so for that to, like, not go according to plan is, is priceless. It was It was pretty priceless.
2: <laughs> I've seen weed before. I've you're seen You're going to send us home with that, right? Right? <laughs>
0: that's, uh, it kind
3: of reminds me
0: of a time that my mom tried to get me to go down to the store to get her a newspaper. She's like, I'll get you weed if you do it. Stole. <laughs> so, like, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll go. What, <laughs> I what age is like, your mom? Oh, you with weed?
0: Oh, I was a freshman in high school. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's solid. So, yeah, I was... I, I had That's started like smoking 15? weed, like, eighth grade, freshman year. So, my friend Joel, uh, like kind of introduced me to it cuz he was like always had weed type of thing um and so yeah like i was smoking uh my dad was like not even hiding it from me at that point he was like yeah i'm going to smoke weed in front of you that's that's the relationship we have right now nice <laughs> nice by the way
2: there's a school bus full of marijuana plants in the backyard yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the crazy story you of guys, Rob. We
1: forgot <laughs> to mention that we have a small audience with us. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, what up, audience?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, audience. Yeah,
0: you might hear Lou clicking and
3: clacking. Right? Now.
1: He's, he's preoccupied with something outside the window right now. He's on alert.
3: <laughs> That's a cool bus full of weed we're talking
1: about.
3: <laughs> well, today
2: is another episode of Colin's Cryptids. <gasps>
1: yes!
2: I mean, there's so many cryptids out there, you guys, that I'm just pretty much going to keep doing cryptids. Good. (laughs) Unless it comes to a point where I'm just getting so (laughs) obscure that there's, like, no research. But everything I keep finding, it's like there's a ton of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Once you've done the penangling...
0: There's
3: no
1: turning back. Tristan will tell you that I often talk about the penangling just randomly. I just like saying the word.
2: There's There's no G on the end. It's the penangling,
3: right? Penangling. Yeah, I like the penangling. I don't like the penangling. Right?
0: (laughs) It's not the same. It doesn't roll off the tongue. He's not the guy you invite to a party.
1: If you don't know what we're talking about, check out the Penangling yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, The <laughs>
0: conscript is like three.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a long <laughs> One way of the first ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, today
2: we're talking about living pterosaurs.
3: Oh. Ooh, Ooh, nice. I feel like we've briefly talked ab- upon uh, a pterodactyl type something of like a...
0: Yeah, we have talked about like a flying predator type thing that... Could be a bat, could be a
3: pterodactyl. A
0: bat with, like, the body of a bear or something like that.
2: Yeah, we talked about the idea that there's a giant bat out there, big enough to pick people up. Yeah. Uh, And I think we mentioned (coughs) pterosaurs on that episode, and I definitely think we've talked about them as possible explanations for people simply, like, plucking out of existence, just being gone all of a sudden. But, um, yeah, this is about the idea that pterosaurs... Have not died out from extinction, but have somehow managed to live in small pockets of the world and continue to exist today. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, pterotor- pterosaurs are also known as pterodactyls, but this is a misnomer. Uh, a pterodactyl is a pterosaur, but a pterosaur is not a pterodactyl. That's gotcha. like a
3: specific type of pterosaur is
2: Exactly, and what I didn't realize going in is you know, we think of pterosaurs or pterodactyls as just being like one or two or three types but in reality they ranged all the way from 10 inches in in wingspan all the way up to i think 30 meters in wingspan so they were the biggest things that have ever flown in the sky mm. yes. no and sense. they had such variation that there were some that that had thousands of needle-like teeth which they used as a sieve to strain things
3: out like they would like scoop up a bunch of water or something and then push that out and keep all the like krill or shrimp or whatever exactly mm-hmm. and it's
2: the same mechanism that baleen whales use mm-hmm. uh they take everything in and squeeze it out and uh but they had those kind of teeth all the way up to uh flat teeth for crushing vegetation and like fruits and stuff nice. and then like conical teeth like predators and uh Yeah, so that's, you know, these are real things about actual pterosaurs that did indeed exist. Sure, sure. Um, They lived at the same time of dinosaurs, but they are not dinosaurs. They are considered the first true reptiles.
3: Mm. Really? Yeah.
2: And they have thin hair-like filaments that are like modified feathers or something. Okay. That are supposed to be on their body. So when we think of them as just being totally like membranous and like, I don't
3: know, skin (laughs) Right, like just a dinosaur scale or whatever. Yeah,
2: they're not quite like that. And some of them actually do have that, like, pronounced feathers Mm -hmm. where you see, like, on the edge of their wings or whatever. But anyway, that's pterosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) That's the nuts and bolts of pterosaurs right there. (laughs) There are reports of living pterosaurs coming from many places, (laughs) even urban areas. Mo- I know, right? The most plausible sightings come from African jungles in Papua New Guinea. That's very nice.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel like there's so much air traffic in the world right now that yeah. like, it would, like yes, the sky is. Is The sky it's huge. It's fast. It's, it's fast, fast. fast, right? There's a lot of places for a, a pterosaur to be that planes aren't, but I feel like also the chances of a plane encountering one would be pretty likely with the amount of air traffic Fuck that's yeah. going around right now. <laughs> Unless they, like, hang out, like, in the Antarctic or something, like, where we have no fly zones or something, or maybe I the, mean,
0: even still, you'd be, like, International Space Station type thing is hovering over there constantly, you'd think they
2: would have seen something fly. Okay, well, let me address both of these concerns. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> very speak- <laughs> concerned. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: to speak to the air traffic thing, when we look at air traffic, they have lines that they yeah. cut, and, you know, they run the same route over and over and over and over again. And I, I didn't look into every pterosaur sighting, but I'm sure there's somebody who said they saw one from a plane. Right. Um, uh. So that speak, these are from, like, remote areas. Like, nobody's flying over the Congo. For the ISS and digital imaging, every time you talk about, like, uh, seeing something from space, you still have to know where to point and shoot. Sure. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. in order to, like, zoom in and find it, that's why they don't know where all kinds
3: of stuff still is.
2: Sure. So, I mean, it's not as simple as just, like, we're in the sky. Why didn't we run into one? Sure. And it's Not as simple as
3: uh Right, it would still be like a speck of something on the picture that you would have to be like, that speck, let me zoom in. (laughs) Right, exactly. You're talking about the
2: entire surface of the globe. There was a a breed of seabird that they believed totally extinct for 30 years, and then they found it on a remote chain of islands, and they were like, here it is. We we didn't know.
3: <laughs> is that bigger than the albatross? I feel like that's the biggest one that I know about. I'm
2: pretty sure that an albatross is the largest flight, flighted bird. I guess that's the way you say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the largest bird wingspan in existence. But we know just like 200 or like, let me say again, like 1500 years ago or something like that, that there was the bird, the giant bird in uh, New Zealand that was large enough to pick up. Uh, their version of emus and even small children. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. That's the bird that we see in uh, uh, what's that movie? Rescuers Down Under. You know, uh-huh. that's like the mythical bird is depicted in that movie. Uh-huh yeah it's the giant eagle that the kid frees oh okay yeah yeah. I, he's trying to preserve the
3: eggs because I was going back to the one that they rode to get there yeah I, uh, yeah that was an albatross oh yeah an albatross it yeah, oh, yeah. couldn't, couldn't land yes yeah yes. <laughs> that makes film. so much sense check it out yeah if you haven't
2: seen rec- uh, rescuers down under in a while <laughs> I was a seagull all
0: this time and then I just realized no albatross and it can't land that's because it's an albatross yep yeah that makes so much sense <laughs> it's all coming together granted I all. have not seen that movie in like 30 years or however long but they're
3: both good the down Under's the sequel and the first one mm-hmm. you know they say it's that just the girl. rescuers right yeah just called the rescuers i think so yeah that's good
0: a, stuff. that's got a uh dirty picture in one of the scenes oh
3: yeah
0: yeah when they first take off uh from like London town or wherever they take off from. London Town. Yeah. You're
3: taking off from Jolly <laughs>
0: Town. They're flying past all these apartments and in one of the apartments there's a, a naked woman picture. It's <gasps> just in one's one, you know, frame of it or something like that. But oh, wow. But yeah. somebody somebody spliced that in.
1: <laughs> but is it a classy picture? Like an art picture? I mean it's or is it the it's a, it's a, a porno no, picture?
0: No, it's not a porn picture. Alright it's then. just a naked woman. It's just woman. art then. Yeah.
2: It's just a human
0: body. <laughs> yeah, it's just a human body. It's Everybody just art then. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so, That's fine.
1: I approve of. Yeah, that. no. <laughs> I mean, nobody, <laughs>
0: nobody was doing anything lurid to like you know, uh, you know, cr- whatever to kids to put thoughts <laughs> of bad stuff in their heads. Whatever. I mean, Why'd me, you
1: bring it up, Rob? It clearly affected just, you it's in it's a weird way. I mean,
2: what is your motivation at that point, though? Like, why are you- Somebody why, did it is the thing. I know, and I'm saying, what yeah. is your motivation? at that Well, don't man. you guys
1: know about, like, all the hidden penises and stuff in, like, Disney, Disney movies yeah. or yeah. whatever? Like.
2: The, the word sex is in the stars and Lion King. I yeah. think it's in the leaves
3: that blow by. Yeah. Uh, apparently. But uh,
0: apparently it's supposed to be uh, SFX, which is special effects. Mm. Uh-huh but I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. As,
3: but yeah, you can find it on like dirtydisney.com They just
1: like, like to that. hide goose eggs and stuff.
3: There's like in Little Mermaid, uh, the yeah. priest has like a boner. If you he look really like closely,
2: <laughs> it's just his knee. It's <laughs> knee.
1: It's, it's an high optical knee. illusion.
2: Although well, I gotta say, like you're not gonna get away with that if you have a boner in a public place. It's just my knee, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna try that next time. <laughs> my knee i promise it's just a weird knee (laughs) it's the pleat of the pants (laughs) Uh, but yeah so back to pterosaurs there are a few notable ones uh what's the sorry that just made me think of the like little pterodactyl from land before time tea tree yeah right okay anyway all the disney references today (laughs) uh one of the notable pterosaurs is the kongamato mm.
0: kongamato
2: it means breaker of boats oh shit
0: yeah.
2: it's from zambia the congo and angola which are all in the heart of africa
3: so he this, just thinks the boats are like fish they used to catch in giant prehistoric fish yeah right so this
0: is the first pterosaur that we're talking about. Yeah, this yeah. is
2: one specific. This the one the first specific, specific to this region. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, it's a reddish lizard with membranous wings and teeth in its beak, with a wingspan between. Hold for it. Four and one hundred feet. Four. How are
1: you breaking
3: boats with four foot wingspan?
1: <laughs> no, those are just the babies.
3: Yeah, they're just okay. growing. They're... Yeah,
1: they haven't reached their full hundred feet yet <laughs> during that particular sighting when it was only four feet.
3: Does anyone know the difference? I mean, I don't know the answer to this, so yeah. If you guys do, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between like what would be a pterosaur and like a dragon. Yeah, I was right? wondering it sounds the like same a dragon. Thing. And all these could be just dragon in my head. They do
2: point it out in my research awesome. that this could be dragons, but they said the biggest thing is there's no proof that dragons exist. I'm way more so, on board with dragons
3: than I am. <laughs> I mean, it, could, it could
1: be the same thing. It could be that what people believe to be dragons were actually pterosaurs. Right.
3: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So they're yeah.
1: essentially synonymous. You could interchange the two.
2: And once you hear about one of the other ones, it sounds pretty magical, and that'll lend to the dragon thing. Uh, Apparently, when locals in the area were shown pterosaurs, they called them kongamatos. Hmm. There are several historic reports of European explorers being attacked by congamatos, and quite often, wounds were reported. They're thought to eat mostly fish... But also occasionally humans.
3: (laughs) Nice. They're like the air sharks. Sure. Sharks of the air. Yeah. (laughs) They're just investigating. They're just... I mean, at that point,
0: it's like a whale shark, a whale dragon shark or something like that. Because a hundred foot wingspan you're not that's not no. a hundred foot wingspan on a shark would just be funny do we <laughs> what about megalodon shark or whatever shark
3: megalodon. Meg, yes, Meg. Meg.
1: megalodon. yes do we know what the wingspan of like an average plane is
3: that is a good question cause like
1: I want a picture like is this as big as a fucking plane <laughs>
3: what, are, what is an average plane I don't know like the one like a commercial yeah.
1: one that like has fucking business class and first class or whatever for sure Yeah. Like a a usual plane that most people travel on.
2: A Boeing 367 has a wingspan of 130 feet. Okay, so... So it wouldn't be as big as a commercial airliner. It would be a little bit smaller. Yeah, but uh, if you're talking about the full 100 feet on this pterosaurs wingspan, yeah. Like, I could
1: see it from the ground, you know. Potentially, Yeah. yeah. That thing would cast a shadow. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: for sure. It'd be definitely noticeable. I mean, I notice it some, sometimes when you just see a particularly large crow. Mm-hmm. You notice the shadow from yeah. that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kongamato are also said to dig graves and steal human corpses.
3: Oh! What? Yeah. Hey, they gotta scavenge sometimes, you know?
0: I mean, okay, so yeah, the, then this is like fresh meat
3: type yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're so. like. It's like Carl cultures. Jr. You gotta eat you know even if it's gonna give you the runs yeah yeah
2: Yeah, you might be sick for a few hours afterwards but you gotta Um, eat
3: speaking of which could you imagine getting hit with one of these bird turds like (laughs) you know i get hit with i've been hit with bird poop before (laughs) and you're like what you know like what are the chances what the hell imagine a giant that's the just like drenching
0: Isn't that like the basically the plot for Joe Dirt? Doesn't he just carry around a big pile of shit that was dropped from an airplane? He does, he does indeed. So I mean, maybe he was just carrying around a dragon shit too. <laughs> Who's to say wrong? Yeah, you know. Who's to say we we like to think that it was an airplane, but we know those who know know.
2: Whatever happens, let's just make sure we're learning a lot of lessons from Joe Dirt. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to travel a little bit across the world, north of Australia, to the Ropen, uh, which is the demon flyer. And this is from Papua New Guinea. Uh, It is said to produce a light, possibly to attract fish. And it's described similarly to other pterosaurs, but having this bioluminescence that Mm. allows it to light up when it's like... Like just on its belly? Like an
3: anglerfish?
2: Right. kind of yes yes and yes uh i think uh you know i saw some artist renditions mm-hmm. and they showed it like glowing from its chest in order to reflect off the water which we know that um people night fish yeah they fish by using lights which then attract the fish underneath them and they're easier to spear so it would kind of make sense yeah.
3: and we have biology that on the planet that does that, all yep. kinds of animals that can produce their own light source, and so For it's sure. not like, oh, what? Like that's unheard of.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, it's and it's pretty dragon-like. I feel like
1: <laughs> yeah. pretty magical.
2: Yeah, in uh, Papua New Guinean like folklore, they're associated with spirits as well. So they Dragons think that are? they think that this the ropen uh-huh. is oh, okay. is like the spirit of somebody
3: potentially. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yeah, you said this was. Near Australia, yeah, it's north of Australia. Papua New Guinea is an
2: island, an island,
3: right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know a collection of islands, excuse me. Australia has a lot of opal. I don't know if Papua New Guinea has a bunch of opal too, but like I could see, like, when you think of dragons and hordes and stuff, they're usually like in a cave or something, so I could see it living in like an area with a lot of opal and that sticking to this. The belly, and that's like highly <laughs> reflective and magical it's, looking.
2: It's got opal belly, like smog, like yeah, smog, excuse smaug. me. Shmaug. Shmaug. <laughs> uh, assumed to be a fish eater, but also reports of eating humans and especially grave robbing. So, he's fucking grave robbing. Yourself. I know there's something about the grave robbing. I think it's also partly people in Africa, and I don't know about Papua New Guinea, but they don't dig, like, d- as deep a graves in Africa, it said. And so... Well, they don't need to
3: worry about, like, a water line or anything like that. The body's right. getting pushed up. And, and
2: the dirt's probably that much harder to get down through. Uh, so they're probably just finding an explanation for graves that get overturned by wild animals and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it takes at least some time. To dig up a corpse, you think somebody would have walked in on uh, you one got of these dragons, beak or something? Yeah, no,
1: these things—these things are giant. Like two scoop, scoop
3: with a <laughs> <laughs> there. And we see birds today digging in like the, the little sand holes, getting like bugs deep down in the sand very easily. So I imagine sure. like they just—they're
1: evolved like... for that.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, first cited in 1935 by Evelyn Cheeseman, she was a believer in evolution and a well respected biologist and entomologist in the scientific community. Uh, but all she described as seeing were the lights floating above the water slightly offshore, like
3: flying. So that could have been aliens. aliens right? Aliens, yeah. fairies, no,
2: ghosts. It could have been <laughs> dragons. Still. Yeah, it could have been. But she didn't say, you know, she didn't see him during the sunlight or whatever. But
1: know. if there's, like, local legend that says the that they have the shiny belly or whatever, and then she sees something that looks like that, it kind of, like, corroborates each other. Yeah, You know, absolutely. like...
2: It at least lends some nod to. It's not the like
1: legitimacy. they have local legends of aliens or whatever. Then that would be a different story. But yeah. the fact that it like maybe connects,
0: they do, and that's I've,
3: just their way
1: of explaining it.
3: I
0: feel like they do. Dragons have, are
1: aliens, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is there any country on earth that doesn't have at least some people saying they saw a, a UFO? There's got to be every country. I out agree. There. I'm yeah. sure there are. So I
2: mean, it's. I see what you're saying.
1: Is
0: yeah. they're like an exception to the rule.
2: We do not see aliens uh, in Norway.
1: Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs>
0: nobody has seen anything flying in the air. <laughs> we keep our noses down.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm pointing out that we're sparking our third blunt here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not smoking with us yet, what are you waiting for? Spark <laughs> something <thumb> up <laughs> and join us. And if you don't have anything, we understand. We're glad you're listening anyway. <laughs> I'll try There's also another creature called the Dwa with a 20-foot wingspan. It's another pterosaur described in the area.
1: Okay. Yeah, Yeah.
2: that's an onomatopoeia.
1: But it looks different. It doesn't light up.
2: Uh, I don't know. (laughs) They didn't describe it too much. It was kind of just a footnote that I felt like mentioning. Mm. So apparently there's lots of them, which does lend itself back to what we were talking about, like all the varieties of pterosaurs back in the day, when they did exist for sure.
3: Confirmed Confirmed <laughs>
2: Yes uh, The next uh, Pterosaur On our list Is the Van Meter Visitor Oh
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Van, Van Meter it. Visitor
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I don't think You want him To visit
2: you mm, No I don't It doesn't sound good doesn't <laughs> In 1903 In Van Meter Iowa Several respected oh. Members of the Community Told of a Mysterious Half animal Half human Winged creature that terrorized residents several times over the course of a week. In what year?
1: Nineteen
2: oh three. Nineteen oh three. Yeah. Iowa.
3: Okay. It's pretty cool that this one is like a humanoid version.
2: Yeah. Um, the pictures of all these are pretty like weird in general. All a lot of the African stuff from the I can't even remember their names, and so we just talked about them. The Congamatos. Uh, they, their pictures look like old Roman drawings and stuff, but uh, the Van Meter visitor looks like something out of like nineteen fifties sci fi. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's got like a big I don't know visor on the front (laughs) of his head, and he's got like a weird like elongated head, and I don't know. Described as having large bat wings, smelling terribly, and firing beams of light from its forehead. (laughs)
0: it it just kind of reminds me of like some mutants that are overpowered you know in the in the x-men universe and like i'm like wouldn't it be just fine enough to be like you know super strong and have a you know huge wingspan and stuff But he's like, no, we also got to make him shoot laser beams. They didn't say laser
3: beams. They said light. It's like, oh
0: god, he's got heat vision. Wait, no, it's just a red light. Yeah, it's fine. I like these
3: drawings. It's just a laser pointer. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's got a laser. He he likes to, you know, explain things to people and show things on a map.
3: (laughs) What the X Men do
2: extremely well before we step over it is make sure (laughs) to give all of their superheroes and their powers sort of like an edge. a bad side to it you know Cyclops <laughs> can shoot powerful beams but he can't control them so he always has to be in this
3: red world he right, can't make eye contact with the one she loves Jean Grey
2: has such <laughs> powerful powers that she can't even like control it she is doomed to die and be reborn over and over again anyway the Van Meter visitor <laughs> <laughs> who's not an overpowered mutant but a pterosaur some believe Uh apparently some locals shot at the Van Meter visitor <gasps> But their bullets had
3: no effect. That's ah. right. Also,
2: he's just a
0: visitor,
3: right? He's not yeah. like harassing anyone. Right? I mean,
0: he might be pointing his laser in their eyes, and nobody looks back. Like, oh, you get out! Of here. <laughs> yeah, it's just like five five to ten year old pranksters. It didn't say specifically <laughs> how,
2: but it did say it terrorized residents of the town for a full week so whatever that means
1: (laughs) but then what happened after that he just fucked off and was over it
2: (laughs) well that's what I'm getting to okay
1: good (laughs)
2: so after the bullets had no effect a group of townsfolk chased the creature to an abandoned coal mine
1: oh there they found
2: two of the beasts uh they opened fire and the beast disappeared in the tunnels and were never seen again
3: it's just like oh my guns aren't working yeah, shoo! This will scare you off. <laughs> you, I'm going to shush you off this place. <laughs> oh, now there's two of you? Let's try guns again. That seemed to work great the first time around. Yeah. I never
2: saw them again, so who's to say what works?
1: Well, if I've learned anything from TV, <laughs> coal mines are number one place for demons to live. That's, that's where the demons live. Whenever somebody like goes into the cave or in the coal mine, welcome to my mine. There's always demons in there. Welcome to the mine. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) That's the first one is what he says to lure you in. Right.
1: (laughs) I just imagine
0: one was the boss, the other was the lackey. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get him in here, boss.
2: (laughs) See, that you do. (laughs) See, I thought the opposite. I thought the boss was the really sweet (laughs) one, and the lackey was the really tough one. (laughs) (laughs) But I say goes, okay now. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> but yeah, that's all for the Van meter visitor. Interesting. And the Ropen and the Kongamato. Um, one of the best explanations which we've already mentioned is that it's largely assumed to be an unidentified species of giant bat. There is a bat out there that has one of the craziest looking heads you'll ever see. It, like, has huge nostrils and, like, a huge jaw. It's, I don't know, almost like a horse head with bat wings. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, it looks pretty crazy. Um, and it's huge, too. And so people just point out that there might be a species of bat that's bigger than that that we haven't found yet. So it goes back to the mystery that mentioned this mystery. I think it's possible. Right. Sure. Yeah.
0: It's just, I whenever we talk about something that could still be on Earth, I think, like, sh- like why, why aren't there any carcasses of these things? Why aren't there just some
3: skeleton bones just somewhere? Maybe they're in the cave that they're living in. Like, there's, like, a whole underground city, <laughs> and, the, you know, they have a spot that they go to die. And I'm, like, wondering I mean,
0: if they're in the cave, like... I
3: mean, There's why? Why have wings in, cave in a cave? We haven't explored. That's
1: live in That's just... caves. They have wings. Yeah,
0: but they fly out. You know. So do yeah, these. Yeah, so do these. <laughs> they go
1: down to the town for a week, and then they Laser go back to point. the cave.
2: <laughs> One thing that keeps me saying, "Who's to say?" is that in the last ten years, there have been so many species discovered. It's insane. Yeah. But not only species, but like a new primate species, and it wasn't like a small, tiny little primate living sure. in a teeny, tiny little off-section. No, this is a proper monkey. It's like, I don't know, like a small baboon. It's it's a big monkey, and it's just in such an isolated region in Africa that people just didn't know about you it. You just can't get to it. Pretty yeah. much. Sure. And uh, I don't know. So that encourages me to think, like, you never know. You never know what's out there, and... Just because we don't have, like, a carcass on the ground. With these, we do have a bunch of fossils from before. But there's places so remote still on the Earth. It's... I don't know. Yeah. definitely places you can't get to because they're covered in sulfur ponds or, you know, volcanic activity Mm -hmm. or insane terrain that's just impossible to traverse.
3: And it's kind of like what you were saying earlier with, like, how the planes are on a specific flight pattern. Like, humans do kind of, like conglomerate together like even in like highly populated areas like they tend to like kind of all huddle around a central area with like still a lot of vast areas sure. unexplored on the world is vast
2: That's Right. there are many unexplored regions where several creatures might yet dwell <laughs> <laughs> uh, some believe that these are actually sightings of dragons yay <laughs> so that was definitely mentioned a couple times in my research uh there are two other mysteries that i have to like talk about a little bit that tie into this there's something called air rods which A-Rods? i had air rods okay not a rods <laughs> Pumped down steroids not alex rodriguez it's baseball player dating madonna um, or j-lo or whatever <laughs> no no air rods okay um, and air rods are things that are showing up in camera pictures. Uh, most people aren't seeing them with their human eye. It's usually captured in photography. And it's just basically what it sounds like. It's like a rod in the air where it's just kind of like slightly obscured. and there's no explanation. There's no explanation.
0: I have heard of like <laughs> um a mythological like insect type thing that flies um, faster than like i don't know speed of sound and just never stop flying and so you would never be able to see it with your with Make your out. eye yeah. unless it was like unless it stopped for just a moment but even then they're like a hummingbird they never stop they just keep on going but i mean this was like <laughs> i heard about this in a short story so it's not like it actually exists i'm just saying it's a cool concept of something that uh could explain these
3: air rods yeah i also just go to like alien spacecrafts yeah could be a
0: photon particle (laughs) could be a tear in the time space oh yeah yeah you know easily repairable tear yeah you know they tear somebody repairs them (laughs)
2: could be a pterosaur just moving too fast (laughs) it's true Um, and then the other mystery is the mystery is like kind of its own cryptid in itself called atmospheric
1: beasts
3: Oh.
2: the idea being that there are creatures just the same as we have creatures that live in the water and in the fields we have creatures that live in the clouds as well like in the upper atmosphere yeah and they have a lighter density, they're kind of like see-through a little bit, and they're able to like live and dance among the clouds or whatever. Well,
3: mm-hmm. supposedly there's like a city in the clouds, and so... Maybe, I have
0: seen pictures of the the city in the yeah, clouds. Yeah, maybe that's,
3: <laughs> that's what they feast upon, are these... Uh, Atmospheric beasts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you're talking
2: about cloud people, <laughs> anything's
3: possible.
0: Yeah. Uh. There was like a, a, a legit, uh, or maybe even a couple of legit photos that people have taken of real clouds that like they just happen to look like giant cities above them, like uh, optical illusion type stuff. But, How do we
1: know it's not
0: Photoshop? I mean, we'll it, never know. I, I right. think I think that like, <laughs> uh, even if they weren't, that it's still not. It's just a cloud. But clouds can be formed to look like anything, and so it's it stands to be, uh, believe that it could look like a city in the clouds.
3: I mean, I definitely look at a cloud sometimes, and I'm like, that is just a spaceship using a cloud for like a cloaking device. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it looks like a a saucer flying, whatever, and it's just like, yeah, that's just its cloaking device. Or it just looks different
1: from, like, all the other clouds around it, just in, like, one spot. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen those.
2: The most common uh, atmospheric beasts are atmospheric jellyfish, uh, atmospheric serpents, and atmospheric whales.
3: Jeez. I mean, that could explain some of, like, the unknown plane downings. It's like they're just flying along and they hit one of these, like, atmospheric mm. jellyfish and they're all like, oh,
2: my controls are... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, uh, imagine
2: it screws up your stuff when you hit an atmospheric whale. I mean, <laughs> that could be just
0: uh, what we explain air pockets to be. Right, you yeah. Because yeah, we it don't just know. ran right through it and, like, all of a sudden it seized an engine or something. For so a, we're
3: expecting a little turbulence. We're going through a pot of... Uh, Atmospheric jellyfish? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the pilots
0: know. You know the pilots know and they're keeping it from us. God, the pilots know so much.
3: (laughs) Well, they like... uh, What do you know? (laughs) They pledge their, their loyalty to the the pilot code right i went to high
2: school with the pilot maybe we'll have him on the show do it (laughs) (laughs) only if he believes what we believe
3: (laughs) only if he tells
2: us the truth he can let us know if he's seen an atmospheric beast up there (laughs) (laughs) or an air rod or a pterosaur uh that guy finally stops talking because it's time for him to get off at his stop you breathe a sigh of relief but then when he goes to stand up He leaves half of his body behind. What? It's some type of weird cryptid. That's it for another episode of High Mystery. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan.
1: I'm Ariana. And I'm
2: Robert. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash High Mystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming
1: events. Thanks for listening.